Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McAllen. Rochester, Minnesota television station KAAL reports that visually impaired entrepreneur Edward Cohen has created a new calendar. This isn't your average paper calendar. It's got large print, large spaces, and minimal writing just for the visually impaired. This product is called the Easy to See Weekly Planner Calendar. Edward Cohen is Easy to See's creator. He's here to tell us how the calendar can help manage our lives. Hi, Edward. Hello, Brian. We want to learn more about you. Why don't you tell us about yourself? Well, I'm a senior citizen. I have RP. I have some usable sight. And seeing words on paper are extremely difficult unless I have some kind of a assistive technology. So it's hard to read the text on paper. You have retinitis pigmentosa, correct? Correct. And you don't use any accessible technology unless the information is uncluttered, clear, and large. In right, unless uh, I have to use um, a CCTV or on my s computer I use JAWS and Fusion to access print. Okay. In 2014, you started looking for a 2015 weekly calendar. You went to several big box stores and you saw a lot of calendars that claimed to be large print. However, they weren't really large print enough to satisfy your visual needs. Tell us about this experience and what you found. Well, like so many other low vision people, we've learned that just making or claiming that you have large print doesn't necessarily make the product that much more useful. Uh, as my vision declined, I bought a variety of products that claimed to be large print only to realize, no, they didn't work, and I had to take a marker and make the numbers larger. When the internet came around and product showed on that, I would buy what sounded like it might work, and only to be disappointed, uh, I learned that large print did not necessarily an accessible calendar make. So you decided to make a new calendar. How did you get started with that? Well, uh, I had been retired for a number of years, and I was still very active. And uh, one frosty February morning in Minnesota, I was so frustrated that this was not a difficult thing to do. I have a little graphics background. I took out a sheet of paper, a straight edge, and a marker, and in less than an hour, I had mocked up all I needed to be able to have a usable product. What materials did you exactly use to make the product? <laughs> it was a, a, a very sophisticated piece of white bond paper, a, a large print straight edge, and uh, some brand of uh, magic marker. Nothing sophisticated. Did you show your invention to anybody? Well, of course, this was just a mock-up. And uh, when I was done, I took it in, showed it to my wife, and she said, well, that's certainly big. Then I knew we had a neighbor who had a home-based uh, graphics business, and I showed it to her, and she thought I really had something there. And so I ended up working with her to 
turn it into what's called a print file. She used my design. She entered the dates. We didn't even have holidays in it. And with that print file, we then took it to a printer. Did you take it to one of those companies that did printing? Silly me. I First, we took it to a quickie print uh, in the neighborhood. And because of the black edge, he said, I can't do that with a digital printer. You're going to have to go to an offset printer, which was our next step. Okay, tell us more about this offset printer. Well, those are the kind of printers that when you think of the movies where the newspaper is spooling down the line, these are the big print machines, and they can do pretty much anything. That's who we ended up having to go to to get that black edge right up against the edge of the paper. And I had to make a half dozen. I was shocked that if I just wanted my one, it was over $100. And the guy, once he saw the shock on my face, said, well, why don't you print a half a dozen, which won't cost much more, and you can probably get rid of them. And I said, fine. So I left with a few days later with a half a dozen of these. But you showed the product to some other people, too. You showed it to low individual, low vision people and the seniors, too. I expected a pretty positive response. my, My vision challenges aren't terribly different from anybody else. And I knew it solved my problem. So I assumed that they would as well. But what I wasn't prepared for was how strong was the reaction. These people had pretty much given up on managing their own schedule and loss of independence when you've always been self-reliant is kind of depressing. You have to depend on somebody if you're lucky enough to have somebody. Uh, So some of the early responses were they didn't really think there was going to be of any value. So they'd slowly pull it over and they'd slowly open it. And then after a moment or two, their face would pop up. They'd look at me and they'd say, where did you get this? And I knew that I had something that was going to help people. And uh, very quickly, those extra ones that uh, I had printed were gone. What made it click to go into this special home business of making this calendar? Well, I could probably say uh, a team of wild horses uh, initially. Uh, I was a happy, busy guy, active in the community. Um, uh, I was on some uh, city uh, boards and commissions. And the last thing that I ever wanted to do was start a business. But the urging of so many of these people to say, you need to do this, was quite compelling. Uh, I became convinced that maybe this is a gift that I have that I can use to give back to the low vision community of which I'm a part. We want to learn more about this calendar itself. Describe some of its features. Sure. And there is, there, there's, there may not be any single thing that I've put into it that makes it tremendous, but I think it's the combination of all of the various things that I put into it. I would list those as, first of all, it's all black ink, none, no funny colors. Second of all is the size of the fonts and the numbers that I use. Everything's at least 40 point, uh, which is about the width of of your finger or or larger. The size of the cells are what often catches people. Each of them is the full width of a piece of paper, eight and a half inches wide and three and a quarter inches tall. And there's nothing in that cell that's too tiny to read. And, um, uncluttered so it's a full amount of space 
the uh, last thing is that black edge that I, I mentioned that goes around it. And I also use a proprietary font that's a little easier to read because as we all know, with our condition, some numbers and letters are kind of challenging to figure out what they are. Boy, especially with those small calendars, I sometimes have to look uh, above the rims of my glasses way up close to my face to figure out some of the days. The black edge pages, how do they benefit visually impaired users? Well, uh, those of us with uh, uh, certain vision problems have a problem with contrast. And if you lay a, lay a white sheet of paper on any kind of a light colored surface, the edge of the paper vanishes. And that leads to writing off the page and onto the tablecloth, which can make some people upset. <laughs> or it's just upsetting when you realize that you messed up and wrote off the page. So with that black edge, <clears throat> that doesn't happen anymore. That's good. What about the black spiral bound? That gives you options. Uh, if you've got plenty of writing room and if you need to see the full week, you just lay it open. You've got an eight and a half uh, by 11 sheet on the left side and the right side. But if you have to balance it on your knees to write or you've got a, a smaller amount of a work surface to work with, you just fold it in half and now it's the size of a single sheet of paper. Okay, wonderful. I've looked at samples of the calendar on your business website easy to see products.com to spell out the website it's the letter e the letter z then the number two yes the number two then the word c then the word products.com and i found that there the, the 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 months were easy to read the days were easy to read and even the holidays at the bottom of the pages were easy to read why did you put the holidays at the bottom instead of being inside each of the individual days because I look at a standard calendar and they've got each holiday spelled out in each day. Uh, sure. Well, to focus on the monthly page at the beginning of the calendar, each there's 12 pages with 12 months. And if you can imagine an eight and a half by 11 page and trying to get a grid of uh, seven columns and five rows, those individual cells are about an inch square, getting uh, anything written in those other than the number will cause those words or holiday names to be so tiny that they're invisible to us and it's a, in, impossible to use. This calendar is also a little different in the sense that some of the pages contain only three days of the week. For example, one of the sample pages shows Monday through Wednesday for the week of July 2nd through the 6th. But I notice that with this format, there are plenty of blank spaces for each day. Is that where people can write in their events and doctor appointments? Absolutely. That's, that's the purpose of it. Um, I'm not responsible for how many days there are in a week. Somebody else has done that for us in the past. So those of us who lay out calendars have to figure out how are we going to put seven days on one or two pieces of paper? And the option that I chose was to put Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on one side and the remainder of the week on the other side. So I divide the page uh, vertically. So the upper row, well, let's say I divide it into three rows. The top row is Monday, middle, Tuesday, the bottom Wednesday, and then look over to the other side. The top row is Thursday, the middle 
wrote Friday. And I decided to make Saturday and Sunday share the bottom row on the right side page. They each get half. There's various ways that it could have been divided, but that was the option I've chosen. Although occasionally people say, hey, my Sunday is busier than the rest of my week. I say, wonderful for you. If your Friday's got nothing in it, use the space above there. Um, don't feel constrained just because the layout is as it is. It's your calendar. Make it work for you. Uh, so yes, because each one of those cells is eight, eight and a half, eight and a quarter wide and three and a quarter tall, it's the size of a, nearly two three by five cards. So those of us who remember three by five cards know that's a lot of space. Um, and the beauty of it is, uh, yes, you can put an appointment. I write my morning appointments on the left, middle afternoon appointments in the middle, and evening appointments on the right. But when you've got the luxury of that much space, I don't just write down, um, you know, meet meet Dave at coffee shop. I put down Dave's phone number in case I need it. If while we're meeting, he has some things that I want to record, I've got the room to write it down. He may have some information he wants to give me. I can write that down. I've got that luxury of that space. So I could write in the big spaces, say I have a um, Monday morning appointment at 10 a.m. with my dentist, Dr. Jones. Okay, I could write dentist appointment, Dr. Jones, 10 a.m. on that field, and then also put down his phone number if I need to reschedule the appointment or cancel it. Absolutely. And maybe when you're checking out, something comes up and you need to make a note to follow up afterwards, you've got a place to write it. Speaking of phone numbers, a page of the easy to see planner has fields for your name, meaning the owner of the calendar's name, the owner's address, the owner's email address, and phone number. The first address we're talking about is this the regular mail, the snail mail address. Tell us how this user can utilize this special space. Well, that's kind of a tip of the hat to the history of these products. I think every calendar, print calendar you ever open has one of these pages at the beginning, if lost, return to. Well, sadly, in this day and age, you may or may not want to provide all of that information on that page. You may not want to provide any, but it's there in case you want to use it. Yeah, it's just there if you really want to use it. You don't have to. Right. No, I will not come and take it away from you if I find out you didn't <laughs> fill it out. Nope, you won't. But the fields may still help somebody find their missing calendar. Absolutely. I mean, you can almost think of it like a luggage tag. Um, and and we're only supposed to put certain information on those now. So same thing with this. One of those little tags that you put on at the airport for, before you get on the plane with your big rollaway luggage. Right. Okay. There are blank pages too with lines going left to right. Can our listeners take notes on these pages and what sort of things can they usually write down? Well, again, once a person has one, they use it in a way that suits uh, their needs. Um, I dedicate one page to phone numbers that I acquire uh, throughout the year. I save another page. There's six of these, by the way, at the end. And they're just bold-lined. You may have seen these bold-lined writing tablets. 
that's that's what it is. Um, one thing I do do is I save the very last page, and on it I write things that will need to be transferred to next year's calendar. And uh, you know we're nearing the end of the year, and when I look at at my 2018 calendar, I've got half, half that page filled with things that'll have to go into my 2019 calendar. What have your current customers said about the easy to see calendar? Current customers? Well, I would sound like I was bragging if I said too much, but um, I have a testimonial page and it, it, it is constantly growing. Um, from the things that, that I get, and by the way, hearing these things is what keeps me doing this, is uh, things like, before I had this, I was using a notebook and it was a terrible option. Now that I have this, I'm never going back to that notebook. Uh, I have um, children who have given it to their elderly parents, I guess that'd be like me, uh, who now say, my mother or my grandmother only wants this as her holiday gift. She doesn't want anything else. This is what she wants. Um, but it goes back to our earlier comment that for some people, this has given them back their independence uh, and restored an aspect of their life that they had thought they lost. And it, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a, a first responder. Uh, so it is such a rare honor to be able to make a real difference in someone's life. You know, and, you know thousands of people that I've never met are, are carrying this around and I had something to do with making that. And, and that's a humbling experience in many ways. Very nice. How do our listeners buy the calendar? Do we have any upcoming editions for 2019? I better. Um, the, the 2019 is, uh, has been shipped and it's now available. There's uh, three primary ways that people can get it. Um, one is they can go online. Uh, you can buy it from Amazon, uh, Independent Living Aids, Blind Mice Mart, uh, of course, my website, uh, which you said, I'm going to give a different or repeat the uh, URL uh, because some of these URLs are kind of tricky. So it's E as in Edward, Z as in Zebra, T as in Tom, O as in Oreo, C as in Cat, Products, P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S dot com. Now, the one you gave out will also work. I bought four of these crazy things just in case people didn't know they could use the number two or the word T-O or the letter C or the word S-E-E. So that was kind of a tricky thing. Um, the second way is there are retail stores that sell this. Um, for example, there are many uh, lighthouses for the blind and visually impaired around the country that sell them. At the top, there is in the menu bar, a link that says uh, retail locations. And you click on that and it lists where they are in, you know, California and Oregon and Missouri and so on. And then the last way is if you've already bought it, and I find an increasing number of people who've already bought it use this method, at the end of September is one of those time to reorder page. And people tear that out, write out a check, and they just mail it to me. Okay, sounds good. Um, how can they contact you if they have any questions? Well, if they go onto the website, there is one of those contact me uh, links, or they can uh, email info, I-N-F-O, at um, 
those uh, email addresses that uh, we sent, uh, we mentioned before. Uh, probably the simplest way to communicate it as we're doing it here over the radio. How can our listeners volunteer to help you make the calendar? Well, um, probably the way I would answer that is help me let more people know about the calendar because that's why I'm doing it. I mean, unless they're looking for a sales or marketing job, uh, which by the way, I need help in that area. Uh, so if they could use this product or they know someone who could use this product, check it out. If they're involved with an organization of people that could use this, check it out. I've also come up with a way that groups like that can use this as a fundraiser, raise some money for their treasury at the same time they're helping people. Or lastly, if they work for a business or are connected in some way to a business that works with the general public, sells to the general public, or my target audience, uh, seniors, low vision people, dyslexia, um, get in touch with me and I'll get in touch with them. Edward, we hope that our listeners will check out the easy-to-see calendar and buy and use it to organize their hectic lives. Thanks so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. You're very welcome. And before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Tired of the same old survival reality shows that aren't too real? <coughs> then join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview real famous and inspirational blind individuals and other specialists about a real wide variety of topics, providing you with real steps to achieve your dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern and replays throughout the day on Thursdays on ACB Radio Mainstream. Happy listening! 
California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from all the team here at ACB Radio. Merry Christmas to you from the Utah Council of the Blind.